welcome to the Dead Good Staffordshire podcast. These podcasts have been created for Dying Matters Awareness Week. You'll get a new podcast every day this week, talking about all sorts of different things to do with Dying Matters. Now, every minute someone in the UK dies, but many of us still do not feel comfortable talking about dying. Talking more openly about dying can help you to make the most of life and to support loved ones. We want people to actively make plans for themselves, share them with friends and family, support the bereaved and offer support and help to those who may need it. People shouldn't be afraid to ask for help or people shouldn't be afraid to ask for help or to offer help. Communities are growing larger and more varied and all can be affected by death and loss. So in between the 14th and 20th of May 2018, during Dying Matters Awareness Week, there are lots of activities taking place across Staffordshire to encourage you to talk about death and dying to help you think what can you do to be more active in planning for your future. Talking about death and dying won't make it happen, but asking what can you do and taking a few small actions can reassure you and your loved ones about the future. Today's episode is focusing on funerals, funeral directors and everything really surrounding a funeral. Not going to lie, this episode is the one I was most apprehensive about going and recording. If you listen, you'll find out why. I'm Ben. Um, I work at Hopkinson's Funeral Directors. I've been here for six years. Uh, covering all things really, we're a family business so we all just sort of get mucked in and, and do what we have to do. How long has the business been around for then? Um, since 1820, so in the exact same spot, always been a family business. I've never been in a funeral directors before, today's the first time I've even rung on the bell for anything like this. I'm not sure what I was expecting when I stepped through the door but if you could just describe where we're sitting now because it looks like somebody's front room. Yeah, um, it's been a house it's always been lived in as well by the family um people never know what to expect and they're always shocked how big it is when they come in uh, and how really homely it is um it does say on most of our literature our, our home is your home and that's what we like to think of it as i mean there's even a fire going we've got a dresser with uh, some lovely chinaware behind us as well what would you say your role in the community is you're opposite the church you're in the heart of all stanton yeah, I mean, people just don't just come to us when somebody passes away. We um, They'll have passed away five or six years ago and just pop in for a cup of tea or coffee and a chat. And we see many people at funerals that we've done funerals for in the past. So we're quite well known in the area. We're part of the community. Um, the phone's always there for people to ring. They know People will ring at three o'clock in the morning and talk about the catering. It's little things like that. Whereas if they rang somewhere else, they, they wouldn't get it and... But that's important, isn't it? Because when people are going through a, a, a bereavement, you're awake or you know, you, your sleeping pattern goes, everything goes. And at three o'clock in the morning, the catering, could that be the most important thing in the world? Yeah, definitely. And they want an answer there and then, but they know if they'll ring 
they'll get it more or less. Um, they don't have to wait. They know you're there for them, and and that's what they need at the time. So I want to, even if it's just to pick up the phone and just to speak to because they're on their own at home, which a lot of elderly people are if they've lost their husband or wife. Um, they just need that that reassurance sometimes. And being part of the community, that that's important as well, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. As I say, the door doesn't just stop once we've done the funeral. People will often just call in for a cup of tea and a chat or if we'll see them at the grave, we'll be standing nattering to them for a bit, five, ten minutes, same at the crematorium. We do a lot in the village, so they'll have um, like Christmas fairs and things in the village and we'll always walk around and speak to people. We always try and go in the local pub on a Friday night and we see a lot of regular people in there. So, So talking about funerals, what types of funerals are there? There must be so many more than there used to be. Yeah, I mean, things change, don't they, with the times. You've gone from your traditional burials and you've got your cremations now. Um, people having vicars and religious services becoming less popular and people are more moving on to sort of civil celebrants who will uh, not stand there and read from the Bible but will tailor the service more for, for you and the family. What do people tend to ask for when when they come in? Anything, really. Um most of the time and um, they've been to us before so we have a, a lot of families returning to us so they know us um if we've done dads five or six years ago mum passes away they'll say can we have the same as dad or um, they'll ask us for advice what kind of advice are people asking for if they've never done it before the processes they've got to go through uh, who do they need to contact registration process that's a big one um, and then obviously cost nowadays is, is becoming another big thing for families. And for a lot of people, I guess, going through it for the first time, it can be massively overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, that's why if people come here, they, they feel comfortable, it's relaxing. We'll sit and have a cup of tea and a chat and just take it at the pace. If they don't want to do everything all in one go, we'll go back out and see them again. Um, we try and just uh, look after the families as best we can. You must be involved in and going to a lot of funerals. What are you seeing more of than you haven't before? Um, music is a, a bit a big popular thing now. Um, so you'll have sort of three or four tracks most people will at the crematorium rather than the traditional hymns. Um, photographs and having um, screens at the front with presentations. Rather than just somebody standing talking, they'll have PowerPoints with music playing, slideshows, um, videos. Um, it varies a lot. It can be anything nowadays. Is there anything that you would say no to? Um, I mean, you have some strange requests, but you, if you can do them, you'll carry them out for the family if that's what they want and try and fa- fa- uh, follow the family's wishes. How much do funerals play a part in in someone's journey of grief? Uh, most of the time, it's the it's the final the final part, um, a burial. That's that's the end. You you're placing that person into the into the grave and saying goodbye to them, uh, to the body. Um, and the same with the cremation. Obviously, you'll have the ashes afterwards, but um, that that's the sort of the final goodbye for them and the family and friends. It's the last time they'll sort of all get together. Planning for the future then, how can people prepare for a funeral? Obviously write your wishes down. If you're making a will, write them down with your solicitor. 
Um, most people have some sort of insurance policy, um, but we offer a funeral plan that's fully guaranteed uh, with a company called Golden Charter. Uh, they're the largest funeral, independent funeral plan provider in the country, um, and they're fully guaranteed. So you pay for the cost at today's prices, live 10, 20 years, and um, you've saved yourself some, some money. It's one of the easiest things to just put off because no one wants to think about either themselves or a family member dying, do they? No, it's a bit of a taboo death. and Nobody, nobody likes to talk about it. Um, but funeral plans are becoming more and more popular um, in places like the Netherlands and Belgium. Um, 60-70% of the population have a funeral plan uh, and it's increasing year on year here as well. Do you have one? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit too young for that yet, I think. I'd like to hope so, but you never know, do you? So. What would you like at your funeral? Cremation. I hate the thought of being buried. Um, obviously, everyone's got their own views, but that's just my opinion. I'd like the horse drawn as well. The horse and carriage, I just think it's stunning. really stands out when it's on the road. Um, and I used to ride as well when I was a lot younger. Um, and I haven't really given much thought to it, but they, I don't want a religious service. Uh, so I'd like a, I do believe in God, but... I've never gone to church. It's a bit of a hypocritical thing, really, to ask for a vicar to come and do my service. So I'd like a civil celebrant to do my service, and uh, that's all I've given. I do do often listen to music and think, oh, I'd like that one at mine, but I've not really put anything pen to paper, so to speak. What do you see the the future role of funeral directors being, then? Um, There's always going to be the need for them. Um, Nowadays, I mean, we're independent. We're a family-run business. They're getting less and less, so the big firms are buying all the family-run firms out, and um, people do still like that to be able to pick up the phone any time of the day and speak to that one person. Whereas if you ring a big firm, it's a call centre, and you're not getting that personal touch. And I think there will always be the need for that. You've been in the business for six years, you're saying? Yeah. Family-run business. It's not my family, so I've come into the business. I kind of dropped on lucky, really. Um, I always wanted to go into the police force, and it wasn't happening, so I, I, my partner's granddad died at New Year seven years ago. Um, I got an insight into it and kind of dropped on here, uh, just driver bearing, and then I got offered a full-time job, and I've been here ever since. So, How do you go from wanting to be in the police to being part of a funeral director's? I have no idea, but <laughs> most people... Most people always come in and say, I don't know how you do your job. and um, But I get a lot of satisfaction out of helping people, um, helping them go through the grief. And you get a lot of comfort from it. And, and people are really grateful and do thank you. And they do remember you as well. When you go to parties and you tell people what you do, what reaction do you get? You usually get all the, the sort of jokes. Oh, I bet it's dead boring and you'll never be out of a job. Um, but most of my friends and family now know, so they just take you with a pinch of salt and yeah, that's, that's it really.